scatters. Fox scatters. Fox scatters. Fox scatters. Welcome to episode 34 of Box Cutters and Namaste. My name's Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Good afternoon, Jobo. Pencil in your eye. You and to my right... <laughs> you have no pencils. I'm sure I've got a pencil in my bag. <laughs> to my right, Mr. Brett, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Now, Ross, what, what, what does Namaste mean? Namaste, it's a, it's, a, it's a welcoming greeting that they use at the Hanso Corporation. Sorry, oh. the Hanso Foundation, I should say. Oh. And uh, I've, uh, Where everybody has a false arm and fake eye. Yes. See, I, I never, I never, I, I never spotted Doctor Candle's fake eye no. and false arm. I know, I know. I definitely know because he does everything with that hand, the right hand, mm. and the left one just hangs by his side. Right. Well, we'll be talking about the lost experience later on in the show, mm-hmm. uh, which relates to the Hanso Foundation and uh, everything that uh, goes on with Alva Hanso and his team. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what language Namaste comes from. I, I I've think seen the word. I think it's like Hawaiian or something. They do shoot lost in Hawaii. Yeah, it's it's. I'll I'll go as far as to say it's Hawaiian or something. <laughs> I, I didn't think they had any greetings or or, or farewellings other than aloha. aloha. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's uh, Inuit or something. I think it's more along the or something. I'm thinking line. kind of Malaysian or Filipino. You can think what you want. I, I, it's, it I all falls into or something. <laughs> if anybody knows, hoorayboxcutters.net. And, uh, oh, we've been getting he- heaps of mail to hoorayboxcutters.net. Not a lot of time to, uh, to talk about it in uh, this episode. No, but, but keep them coming. Keep them coming. We do love the emails and we will have a letters to box cutters next week. I promise is, you. Is that a promise? Yeah, I just said I promise you. But then again... I should say, I promise, or something. <laughs> uh, we've got coming up in Box Cutters some t- talk about the Logies. Did anyone notice that the Logies were on? I completely missed it and didn't set the video. Nice one. Because I was working. Uh, we've got some more Raywatch uh, following on from last week's Raywatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a, a couple of I Don't Buy It's. Yep. The, the double up I Don't Buy It again. I, I Don't Buy Them. No. We Don't Buy It? We We. We don't buy them. They don't. Let's let's conjugate the whole thing. Okay. They don't buy them. Yeah. We don't buy them. Let's just call it the I don't buy it DP. The what? DP. Mm. Diet Pepsi. I'll tell you later. Okay. And double philosopher. And uh, I, I'll be talking about the lost experience. Mm. Uh, that's all coming up later on in box cutters. But to kick it off, as we always do, here's a whole swag of news. Melancholy, back from Beaconsfield. Straight into court. Straight into court. Melancholy, of course, the host of Sunrise. You see, that's, that's two disappointing Melancholy headlines we've had this week. Straight to court and they didn't go straight to jail, which was disappointing. And the other one, Koshy gets taken away in an ambulance. That wasn't what it seemed at all. He wasn't taken <laughs> away, he jumped into it. He, he almost hijacked an ambulance. Anyone else? And it's only one person. 
It's melancholy. Oh, sorry. One person. Yeah. I've been feeling a bit melancholy myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so melancholy jumped into the <laughs> jumped into the ambulance. If it was anyone else, they would have been arrested as a terrorist. Yep. But not melancholy. No, he anyway, gets to. We'll get to that. But apparently, he was bid in. We'll, oh, really? We'll, mm. we'll get to that in the uh, in the Ray Watch. We will get to that in the Ray Watch. Uh, but yes, uh, them uh, uh, along with uh, Today Tonight host Naomi Robson slash mm. Princess. Uh, <laughs> They uh, they're facing a, a, an assembly of uh, waiting media and a series of charges relating to a story about two years ago about a boy divorcing his mother and apparently on Sunrise and on Today Tonight they both named the boy along with uh, s- some other media outlets. Jennifer Kais there as well. Uh, yeah, that's just because she doesn't get enough screen time. I think no, there's there are. Uh, I think eight or nine. There are a group of employees from Channel Seven, the Hun- Sunday Herald Sun. Uh, Jennifer Kite not mentioned. So she was like the first one down there, I think. Right. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's exactly as I as I said, and she just doesn't get enough attention. She says, Include me. <laughs> Include me in the charges. So that's no, no, that's all very interesting. He's not going to get jail for it. Well, fairly predictably, the producers and, and editors of each of those institutions have actually said. It was my responsibility. They didn't have any any uh, brains. No. Yes, they. <laughs> it wasn't them. It was me. They uh, basically. They they have no responsibility in mm-hmm. this uh, in this situation, which is interesting because I'm sure if something goes well, Melancholy are going to take all the credit. But if something goes bad, clearly producers' fault. Producers' fault. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, you know. I'd like to see them go to jail just so that, you know, they can have the same cell that Darren Hinch had. <laughs> hey, a uh, brand new book has topped the Amazon bestsellers list. It's called Bad Twin and it's by a guy called Gary Troop. Now, Ross, you know, we talk about TV. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not a book review show. No, no, no. That's true. I, I didn't think that this book actually existed. No, the book actually the book, exists. The book is real. The book exists and okay. shot to the shot to the top of the bestsellers list. Now, What's do, it about? Yeah, do you want to ex- explain it for? Uh, How for is this TV? Well, oh, 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 Gary Troop doesn't actually exist. Okay, he is. Uh, in fact, he uh, is a character from Lost, or more correctly, he's a corpse from Lost. He's one of the characters who was on the uh, ill-fated 815 flight from Sydney. The o- Oceanic 815. Oceanic 815. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, the in, in Lost, they actually, apparently, they... I'm not sure if they have yet, but at some point, they find a manuscript called Bad Twin. But in the real world, Bad Twin is topping the bestsellers list. <laughs> And people are buying it and scouring through it looking for clues. Yep. Have we had a look? Can you can you have a look at various pages like you can on most Amazon books? I don't know. Uh, I yeah, no, I'm I'm not sure either. I haven't I haven't tried to, to have a look. There there are a couple of things that I tried to look at online this week. One of them being uh and I, I forgot to mention this when we were doing the our preparation for the news, mm-hmm. but uh ABC in the US has Launched its service for uh, for live television shows or, or streaming TV shows versus its iPod or iTunes Music Store, 
and uh, the so I tried to have a look at those streaming shows to see if people from other countries could look at them, and no, they can't. That's oh, okay. the only thing that I've tried to look at this week on 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 the net. But mm-hmm. I reckon I'm going to get a copy of Bad Twin. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely. Apparently, uh, in the blurb, it says, Bad Twin is a work of fiction and all name characters and incidents are used fictitiously. The author himself is a fictional character. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so interesting. It is, and it just, uh, it just gets uh, more and more confusing. Yeah. Just uh, the whole lost thing, you know. How, how can it be in our world but not in the lost world? Uh, and if it's like it wasn't published in the lost world but apparently uh, the Amazon site says author Gary Troop delivered the manuscript for his hotly anticipated thriller Bad Twin just days before he boarded the doomed flight (laughs) but that's not what happened that's well maybe he had two copies maybe he was travelling with a copy maybe 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 he was trying to sell it internationally. Uh, it's about a, a bad twin. Is about a good twin seeking his other half who has to be found so their dad can divide up the family fortune. And there's strong rumours going around that it's been written by Stephen King. What if Gary... What's his name? Gary Cooper? No. Gary Troop. Gary Troop. Uh, what if he has a twin amongst the others? Oh. That's going to be interesting. It is. That is going to be very... Maybe it's a bad twin. Maybe he was the bad twin. Mm. Maybe we're all the bad twin. Mm. I, I just Maybe it's just some terrible, bad thriller and somebody said, hey, yeah, put the name on it from the guy from Lost and it'll sell a billion copies and, and it's worked. I, you know, that's so sceptical. <laughs> I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Hey, uh, news about our favourite uh, TV legend presenter. Bert Newton, oh, <laughs> um, who who happened to be down at the Logies uh, on Sunday night at the Crown Palladium. Ha- happened to be, he was working. <laughs> yeah, well, after after the, the work had finished and most of the people had gone home, he actually fell off the stage. Uh, he was shaking hands with uh, uh, Lorraine Bailey, and um, apparently the stuff that they had on the stage was a bit slippery, and he lost his footing and kind of stepped back to try and. Up right himself and there was no back to step onto it was just the side of the stage and he went down like a bag of spuds he says i slipped on that and uh there was no stage left um he was comforted backstage by co-presenters daryl summers and georgie parker which i'm not sure didn't make it worse (laughs) (laughs) but he did manage to see the lighter side of the fall telling several people that it was summers who tripped him over and rope mcmanus who kicked him when down Ooh, controversial, controversial. Yeah, I would. I would have thought it would be Georgie Parker, surely, trying to get twenty to one. Yeah, well, yeah, because who's going to have it next week? <laughs> Who is going to be the next host <laughs> of twenty to one? Hey, during the week there was a telly movie on in the US called uh, Fatal Contact. Bird flu, blah 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 blah. All about bird flu hitting the the uh, the, the US. And basically wiping out all of humanity. Oh, fantastic. Because they're all in the US. Because, you know, yeah. And, uh, well, all the ones that count. And yeah. two experts have, uh, have criticised... Uh, there, there was a lot of news about this this week. Yeah. Uh, people in the UK didn't want to screen it because they thought that it was going to just cause too much panic. Uh, people in the US were setting up hotlines for people who started panicking about bird <laughs> if, flu. If you have seen a bird, call... <laughs> 
<laughs> I saw a bird and it flew. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Fatal Contact, it was called, and uh, it has been denounced as medically unrealistic by two prominent flu experts who have seen it, one of whom was actually the film's technical consultant. <laughs> but obviously wasn't in the room when they were cutting it. No, cl- clearly not. No. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a flu experts to, uh, to concern that the film was sensationalist and would needlessly panic viewers. But Fatal Contact is not harebrained science fiction, as many as 50 million people died in the 1918 Spanish flu epidemic, says another report from the New York Times. However, what they're failing to acknowledge there is that there wasn't a film about the 1918 <laughs> Spanish flu epidemic. It's, uh, you know, it, it's another problem of people not being able to distinguish fiction on television from fact and... Uh, I, I think it's I think it's absolutely hilarious. I remember a couple of years ago there was a similar situation, but this was a documentary, uh, but it was a, a faux documentary about uh, somebody who has some kind of terrible uh, virus, you know, the developing a human to human virus, and they're a terrorist. They infect themselves with it and go onto the subway and cough and touch some people, and the the documentary showed how how it spread, and the whole thing was done as if it had actually happened. And uh, I, was, I was living uh, in, in a house different to the one I'm in now, and my housemate at the time, who, let's face it, she wasn't all too bright, mm-hmm. this, uh, this girl. I mean, you know, bless her, but she could clean up every once in a while, and she could smarten up. Neither of those things happened while I was living <laughs> with her. Uh, she, was, she was sitting and watching it with me, and went, oh, isn't it terrible? I... I never even saw any news about this. I never... <laughs> so clearly... What did you think when she saw 12 Monkeys? I don't, you know what? I didn't stay in that house long enough to go through entire <laughs> video collections with her. Isn't that pretty much exactly kind of going through the bit that they didn't really show in 12 Monkeys? Yeah, but 12 Monkeys, they wouldn't really... I don't think she would get because it messes around too much with time. And, mm. and there's no monkeys in it. And there's no monkeys. She'd go, what's, what's, how is this film? What, what's this about? Uh, I'm going to bed. Oh, do, you, do you want to clean up your plates? Maybe do some dishes? No, no, no. Hey, uh, BitTorrent have struck a deal with Warner Brothers Entertainment to use the file sharing company. Uh, is this good news or bad news? That's good news. That's excellent news. What's good news? What do you mean use it? Uh, how do you mean? Well, this is they'll be downloading. Want. You can download stuff, Warner Brothers stuff, through BitTorrent. Well, WB could set up their own torrents and and just they wouldn't. Shh, Brent, <laughs> shut up. Bram Cohen is getting a fortune from this deal, no doubt. Uh, so he could uh, potentially lose all of that money if you go around telling <laughs> Warner Brothers that they could do it without him. Uh, through the service, television shows... Have you seen the mullet on that man? He really needs no. some cash. Television <laughs> shows could sell for as little as a dollar, half the price of the iTunes video downloads. So they're talking about selling through torrents. Yep. Yeah, because yep. apparently one of the, the huge problems with the, with the iTunes music store is that uh, there's no way for them to actually pay for the bandwidth. With, uh, with, with music downloads, I know that... Uh, the record companies get 70 cents. This is all US money. So 70 cents of the 99 cents. And, uh, uh, and one of the, uh, another company gets 25 cents, which uh, leaves 
very little money leaves about four cents for Apple, and out of that they have to pay for all of the bandwidth that it takes up. Apparently, it's a, a losing venture for for Apple, and if Warner can do mm. this with BitTorrent, surely it's just a, a marketing price for iPods. The saviour of Apple. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, either way, I think it's a good thing. I think it's, it's okay. great that, uh, that Warner Brothers can start giving content. Yeah. Well, um, BitTorrent, of course, is, is uh, synonymous with uh, illegal downloading. Uh, but apparently the company thinks it has been wrongly given a bad name by those who use the network for illicit purposes and it says it has never facilitated piracy and is working to dissociate itself from those who use it for such activities. Which is all well and good now that he's mm. being offered you know, huge contracts. Yep. But back in the day, he would take donations from anybody who was using it for whatever, whatever reason. That being said, uh, good on them. I think it's, it's great to... to you know, kind of demystify the the nature of BitTorrent, so it's not just a. It also means that. But BitTorrent's not that easy to use, is it? It's, it's surely it's not as easy as say iTunes to use. Uh, it's as easy as clicking on a link. You is click it? you click on mm-hmm. a link in. Uh, oh, I was led to believe it was a bit more kind of messy and complicated. No, you click on a link in a web page. It loads up and says, "Where would you like me to save this?" and then just starts downloading it. While or also you can set up your preferences so you don't even have to tell it that. Yeah. And then once it's finished, it can move it to another directory. Okay. So it's so it's quite easy to do. Yeah, it's it's really easy. It's oh, really okay. easy. See what you did there, Brett, was you already complicated it? <laughs> <laughs> but like you can just click on the link and then and then it, however long later, it, you click you click your, on the in your downloads you folder and it's it's automatically there. The file. It depends what type of cake it is. If it's a birthday cake, it doesn't attract the GST. The, but if it's a the problem with BitTorrent, the problem with BitTorrent is if there aren't enough people downloading and seeding. Seeding is, is when you're uploading. Uh, if there aren't enough people doing that, then it's just going to take way, 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 way too long for you to download it. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. And the worst thing is when they get to ninety nine point nine percent, and then there are no seeders left. Oh, okay. Yeah, which has happened a number and of just times. Sit there for weeks. Until Radio. somebody comes up and just quick, if, that, if that ever happens. Just yeah. quickly, speaking of iPods, they've also signed a deal with Fox this week to bring uh, American viewers such shows as 24, Prison Break, The Shield, Stacked and Buffy. This is Apple or BitTorrent? No, no. This is with this iTunes. Is with iTunes. Apple have signed Through a deal. iPod. Uh, that's, uh, that's great. And what's great about that is that The Shield, which is uh, on their FX channel, which I think is a cable mm-hmm. channel, uh, so that that also means that possibly things like Thief are, are going to be on in the future, and uh, and maybe yep. some other FX shows. Uh, that was just uh, Thief might already be on there. That was just a selection, right? That I, that I wrote down. I had to put Stacked in there because it, it's up there with the quality of all those other shows. We love Stacked. <laughs> we, it's because she works in a bookshop where you stack books. Ah. She's also got huge breasts. You see, I didn't get that. Oh. Is that is that the whole premise? Maybe I'll have to maybe I'll have to revisit it. Yeah, it's got yeah. such a hilarious premise. It's, it's genius. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, nothing, <laughs> apropos of nothing, um, just quickly, six feet under fans uh, might be well to be advised that uh, the show is going to be shifting to a new time slot of twelve a.m. 
uh, that would be Monday night, Tuesday morning on Channel 9 uh, from the 22nd of May. A now couple of specials, Shock Dogs and the A to Z of Sexual Practice will be filling is, the previous game. Is that in all states? Do we know? Or is that just here? And there's a bit of un- uncertainty about that anyway, because this week's The Guide from the Herald Sun announced that this week's episode coming up was the final of Six Feet Under. And according Don't. to episode lists, it, the, it, after this episode, there are still five episodes to go. Yeah, but yeah. final wouldn't necessarily mean final for the series. It no, would mean, it mean all of their showing. Yeah. We're talking about the Herald Sun. Um, <laughs> I, there have never been mistakes in The Guide, Brett. <laughs> of course not. Um... On some Aussie TV, the acclaimed Australian drama series Love My Way will return for a third series with filming the start before the end of the year. Uh, the announcement of a third series comes after the show won three Logie Awards at the ceremony on Sunday night it in did, Melbourne. It didn't actually come after. It came during. No, it came after. No, it came during. It came after it was announced. After they won the Logies. Oh, they won the Logie, got up on stage and said... We've got a third season. By the way, thanks for the award. <laughs> yes, it wasn't. And the winner is, we're doing a third season! <laughs> <laughs> it took out most outstanding drama series for a second consecutive year. And uh, Carvin and Wiley, that's Dan Wiley, took out Silver Loogies for outstanding... Silver Loogies. <laughs> actress and actor. Because the guy, the guy who won wasn't the guy who won last year. The other male lead won last year, I think. Yes. Was that Dan Spielman or whoever? Yeah, who, mm. whoever. Anyway, we'll talk about that during Brenda the Logies. Cow, sorry. Mm. There's so much to talk about during the Logies. Uh, a new series by Deadwood creator David Milch is going to hit HBO screens at some stage. I'm guessing next year because he's just signed on to do it. Okay. This one's going to be all about surfing culture based on a series of books where uh, they're kind of half surfing, half murder mystery. Uh, Milch is going to head up that project. I'm looking forward to it because uh, everything he's done so far that I've seen, Deadwood, uh, has been excellent. So, And stay tuned next week because we'll be in our uh, segment about shows that you might have missed. We'll be having a look at Deadwood. Excellent. Or something. <laughs> I'm happy to go with Deadwood. I'm happy to, to stay right here on the line. Deadwood. A lot of promises. <laughs> for next week's show already. A lot of promises or something. I'll have to have a look. Uh, Channel 7 have announced It Takes Two, which will start, I don't know, sometime. I don't really care. It's the <laughs> singing version of Dancing with the Stars. And mm. one of the... Sta- well, so, so it's a duet show? It's a duet show and it, it will involve singers who are kind of like coaches and supposed celebrities. Uh, two of the coaches announced so far, one of them is Guy Sebastian, and the other is Paulini, both from Australian Idol fame, I guess you'd and say. And one of the contestants announced mm-hmm. is Michael Bevan. Oh, fantastic. Australian all-rounder. I've always thought he's had a fantastic singing voice. It's Yeah, I, I know. you know what? I'm actually quite a fan of him as a cricketer. Mm-hmm. I've always been quite a fan of Bevan mm-hmm. as a cricketer. Uh I've uh, no desire to see him sing whatsoever. Well, of course, he, he, he's already had some um, musical experience with Bevan the Musical. Different Bevan. Really? Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry, this one, Australian All-Rounder. Oh. I think from Newcastle. Hmm. Yeah. All right. There you go. Who else is a contestant on It Takes Two? Brett Cropley. Uh, somebody that's... Uh, <laughs> 
my god, you were supposed to just jump in. I was. But anyway, go. And now I'm freaking looking Erica Hainitz. <laughs> it's Erica Hainitz. Where is it? And she's, she's not surely she's not a celebrity on there. Well, she she is ah, even though she's even though she's it. on Foxtel. Oh. Cuz she's she's a Foxtel so, celebrity. So she'll be singing <clears throat> with a with a singing coach. Foxtel are far from singing and dancing about their star Erica Hainitz's involvement in Channel 7's newly newest celebrity reality series. Uh, she has reportedly signed up for what they're calling here, Singing with the Stars. It's not called Singing with the Stars. <laughs> they announced it during Dancing with the Stars. The only and problem, they announced it as It, it takes, takes Two. two. The only problem They've is got promo ads for it already. The only problem is that <laughs> she didn't think to tell her employer, Foxtel, before shooting her mouth off about the deal. Leaving the top dogs at Foxtel very unimpressed. I, I, I assume but, that she was out of contract and, and so she just wasn't going to go back, but uh, they were probably thinking about maybe... Well, they would be fools to themselves and burdensome to everybody else in the world if they decided to do a third series of Australia's Next Top Whore. It, it was such a piss-poor imitation. Who, who's going to hand out the Logies at next year's Logies if they don't do another series? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they could get models from like modelling schools who were... No, will never work. No, never you know work. There were, you know there were like 48 years when we didn't have Australia's Next Top Model... Where we had models that were yeah, actually... Yeah, but, I mean, how many thousands of loads. years were there, was there electricity uh, before electricity? Thousands of years, you know? You, these things happen <laughs> in life and then you can't live without them. There were not thousands of, thousands of years before electricity. Yeah, no, <laughs> Ross, there were thousands of years before we harnessed electricity. No, 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 no. no. Electricity <laughs> was an invention. <laughs> it's just a pity it escaped the laboratory and got up into the clouds and started zapping people. It is. It's just very, <laughs> very careless. That's just when it's angry. <laughs> that, would so, make a, that would make a great film. We can make that, sell it to the US and scare half the population. <laughs> um, something that uh, I, I preempted last week, uh, the ABC has had a funding boost in the uh, 2006-07 Federal budgets announced on Tuesday night by Mr. Peter Costello, the Treasurer. Um, it's going to be its annual budget is going to be increased to 530 mil uh, for this year, 543, and then 555 mil in 2008 and um, In addition to that extra funding, uh, the ABC will be, be provided with another $88.2 million for new initiatives over the next three years. The uh, extra 88 mil goes 30 mil for Australian drama and documentaries, 45 to upgrade equipment, and 13 for regional and local programming, which I guess will mean more episodes of statewide that will be playing 24 hours on ABC too, apart from the odd hour here and there. Um, they'll also get another $600 million for the ABC's move to digital broadcasting over the next decade. Since 1985, funding has fallen 27% in real terms and locally produced drama had fallen from 102 hours in 2001 to just 20 hours this year. That seems to me a lot like, here's a bunch of cash... Why don't you look at that while we take away your control? Because also this week the government took away the, uh, the, the board member, the staff-appointed board member to the ABC. Although they've been t- talking about that for the last month. As yeah, well but, as, uh, but they've done it now. It's done. Donald McDonald, Ronald McDonald. It's done. It's done. 
And also, uh, as good as 60 million sounds for local drama, and I'm not complaining about it, it's better than nothing, it really isn't that much when you consider that uh, Channel 7 spent, what was it, 12 million on Headland, and they co-funded it. Like, drama's very expensive. Yes. Hour-long drama, you're probably looking at about half a mil. Well, so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah if, if they spent $12 million on Headland and that was shit, how much does it cost to make good drama? Yeah, yeah. No, I just think, you know, drama, drama is just generally, it's very expensive. So, I mean, that's, that's maybe, uh, you know, people would say $60 million, fantastic, but it's only a couple of shows, really, in, in yeah, reality. But even if you're talking about 500 for an hour drama, mm-hmm. that's another 120 hours, and we're up at 102 back in 2001. So mm-hmm. it's... Mm-hmm. We'll it's, it, it's getting there. Yeah. It's getting there. Yeah. Or not that. Not that I want to support the government because they've just been fucking <laughs> our national broadcaster over the since they got into power ten years ago. That's your first language warning, Brett Cropley. Oh, I'm getting a language warning later too. Are you? Yeah, I'll just I'm, warn the listeners now. Tune I'll, in. Hey, just just stay in, tuned for my language just warning. Write it in context. Say. Oh, it is I'll, in context. Uh, Credited source. Well, I'll, uh, there's no warning. <laughs> I'll uh, hold on to that. Just quickly, a couple of. Old 80s TV shows are being made into movies. God knows why. Uh, Dallas? No. Oh, yeah. Dallas is getting made uh, with John Travolta starring as JR. Uh, but the, the one that's attracting a bit of press of late is they're making a Transformers movie. They've made a Transformers movie. I, I don't know if this is animated or if it's live action, but Steven, it was, Steven Spielberg is producing. It was Orson Welles' last film. <laughs> and Michael Bay. Michael Bay is directing. Oh, really? Mm. That's, uh, yeah, good luck to him. So that sounds good. <laughs> also on the agenda, they're making a Knight Rider movie. Yeah, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that. Although it doesn't say who's going to be playing Michael Knight. No, it doesn't. And there's no word on whether the guy who did the original voice for Kit will be coming back. But mm. there's possibility. And there's always a possibility that uh, Hasselhoff will make some sort of an appearance. Also, they're looking at Magnum P.I. and The Fall Guy. I love the Fall Guy so much. Where's Simon and Simon? Where's Where's Riptide? I keep wanting a Riptide movie. Come on! I actually I actually saw the preview for Miami Vice. Uh, the oh, what's yeah, his yeah, name? Yeah. Uh, you know that director, Michael Mann. Michael Mann's Miami Miami Vice. It looks nothing like the TV show. But he he did Miami Vice. Well, it looks nothing like the TV show. Trust me, there wasn't a pink shirt to be seen amongst them. Really. Well, it's not the eighties anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's uh, that's that's going to be interesting. Uh, a couple of uh, a, a couple of sad bits of news. Some uh, some deaths this mm-hmm. week of of journalists. Uh, Tony Ward, who uh, who was a host of a current affair back when it was in Sydney in the nineteen seventies. In fact, a current affair's very first reporter right. ever. Uh, he uh, he passed away this week. He also is the man credited with discovering hoax, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and so you know, I'm sure he will be missed. Also, he I was mean, also an actor in uh, the old black and white drama Hunter. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, and the first female presenter of a current affair in Australia died this week as well. Her name was Sue Smith. And she passed away in Queensland. Uh, and if you missed it in uh, at the media circus on Sunday, Richard Kelton dropped dead. Um, mm. I guess it was going to happen the number of times we saw him going for heart surgery on 60 Minutes. 
Um, but uh, it was probably unexpected right then. You'd uh, just got through throwing a tough question at the mine owner down in Beaconsfield and um, kind of walked away a little bit dazed and went down. Yeah. And, I uh, mean, my, my first memory of Richard Carlton is that uh, fantastic interview he did with Bob Hawke in 1983, just after when Bob Hawke, before Bob Hawke became uh, Prime Minister, and uh, just when he grabbed leadership. How old are you? That's my first memory of Richard Carlton, I said. See, because my first memory of Richard Carlton is uh, him doing the Carlton Walsh Report. Oh. Which was going to be this huge current affairs weekly show, and uh, only lasted a, a few episodes. Oh, okay. I think that was on the ABC. Yeah, but that uh, that Hawk interview was a classic. Yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah, Hawk didn't want to answer any of his questions. It was fantastic stuff. Well, uh, you know, I think lately he's, you know, lately his work has hasn't necessarily been up to par, but like a lot of journos, they start out really, really good, mm. and. Uh, and then, as time goes on, I suppose things happen to their. You know, they just keep going. I, I'm sure had had he survived one day, he would have turned into Dan Webb. People who remember and Dan Webb from Channel Seven doing uh, spaghetti tree spoofs for uh, April Fool's Day. Yeah. Uh, they a second season of the Runaway Improv Hits. Thank God you're here. Has uh, is in the planning stages at Channel Ten. It's uh, been Channel 10's most successful new series of 2006, based on uh, year-to-date average audiences. Uh, and uh, this series has already been extended by two episodes because it's going so well. Bit of a uh, surprise there. Um, also, a new program coming up on, which has been commissioned by ABC2, called Dig TV. Tracy Hutchison and James Rain will pre- present 13 half-hour episodes. Uh, what a bucket of poison. Ex- what are you talking about? That show is going to be a bucket of poison. Why? Those two hosting a show, I don't want to look at either of them. Really? I, I think that was the name they were considering. Well, shall really? we go dig or shall we go shall bucket, we bucket of poison? Of poison? The show will explore music genres and artist influences, packaged with archival material, and also have some uh, in-studio live performances. The Audreys and Simon Nugent have already been booked for the first episodes. It'll premiere next month. And um, it really just sounds a bit like... A, a bucket to- of poison! Way- I reckon it sounds okay. Long Way to the Top was a documentary. This is... I don't know, some kind of just them shoving their fingers up their asses, talking about how good they are and how much they love music. And uh, on that note, we may uh, get to speak to Tracy in the no, next couple of weeks. No, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. Uh, there are lots of awards this week. Yep. One of them, the Logies, which we'll be talking about shortly. But uh, something that uh, has been drowned out a little bit by all the screaming about the Logies, the Fuglies, the 2006 TV Fugly Award results. Ah, worst TV show, Australian Princess. Hey, do we have to go through all of these or can you no. just talk about the best ones? Uh, Worst male TV personality, Daryl Summers. All right. Worst female TV personality, Jackie O. Excellent. Uh, I'll skip over those. Um, uh, the Eddie for the most overexposed TV personality, Natalie Bassingthwaite. Who I had never seen in my human life before the Logies. Never, ever. 
So I can't see how she was overexposed. But I anyway. think I still haven't. But, you know, it's for, for TV Week type readers yes. generally, I think. Um, there were some good things, like obviously show you want to see on Australian TV. The Daily Show with Jon Stewart won that award. Oh, excellent. Uh, also, this week, the BAFTAs were announced in the UK. That's the uh, British Academy of Film and Television and <coughs> Arts. <laughs> Film and Television Arts. Maybe it's the British Arts Film and Television... No, it's the British Academy, Academy. of Film and Television Arts. It is. That's what it says on their letterhead. Uh, and the most notable uh, things to come out of that, EastEnders for the first time won Best Continuing Drama. Uh, but Doctor Who was a huge surprise yet again. I don't know why it was such a huge surprise after winning last year. But it, uh, it won Best Drama Series... Up against Shameless, which we've seen here and uh, mm-hmm. has had quite a cult following, and Spooks, which we've seen on the ABC. Mm-hmm. But it also won the uh, Pioneer Audience Award for the best program of 2006. Okay. So for the uh, best show that screens on car audio systems? No. Is this... Uh, is no, this... it's not. It's for the best show that screens back in time to those people who started living in the Old West. Is this the Cause... new... Uh... Also, the new series the, uh, of Doctor Who. Colonial. Yes, this is this is the new series of Doctor so Who. So, how, how much of that's gone to air in in the UK? Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing all of season two. Oh, really? Would, would have done that oh. because they won BAFTAs last year for season one. Yeah, but I I was under the impression season two only started in April or something. So I don't see how they could have had it all screened yet. I'm wondering I, if maybe there's some sort of advanced tape deal going on. That's quite possible. Mm. I mean, they they do that with the AFIs as well. Mm. Uh, so that's it for awards until we talk about the Logies, and that is it for the Box Cutters News. My, that took way too long. Brett, you wanted to talk very quickly about the ratings? Yes, not in our traditional sense, but uh, I just came across a list of the highest rating programs since 2001, and I have a top 10 here. The number one. Uh, what? This... No, go from 10 to 1. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number 10, the 2003 AFL Grand Final with 2.96 mil. Don't do the numbers, just uh, Wimbledon 10 to 1. Day 14, 2001. <laughs> number 8, September 11, reportage, September 12, 2001 on 9.7 and ABC. For some reason, they've put all those together. Maybe they're all um, they're a, a casting the same. Yeah, a lot of them were the just uh, ABC or NBC from the US. The Block Auction 2003 comes in at number wow. seven. Wow. Number six is Australian Idol Final 2003. Number five is Australian Idol Final Verdict 2004. Number four, AFL Grand Final 2005. Number three, the Commonwealth Games Opening Ceremony 2006. Number two, Rugby World Cup Final 2003 which was a very big disappointment for everybody involved uh, on the Australian side. And the number one, the Australian Open Final 2005, Hewitt versus Safin, with 4.04 million viewers. Wow, Australia really does love its sport. Mm. And more reality th- TV. More than we love, more than we love awards shows. Mm. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness, Box Cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Language warning. <laughs> no, it's in context. Oh, go on then. I, I, I just. <laughs> Fuck. Language warning. 
It's not funny, it's not clever, and it's not outrageous. It can be any of those things, but generally, it's just a word. Correct. And it wasn't terribly clever when Rove said it last year, so pre-planned when he won his gold logie. And it wasn't scandalous this year when Joan Rivers said it. I don't think it was scandalous that... It was scandalous. People are complaining about it. That foul-mouthed American, how oh, dare she say fuck, I, blah, 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 blah. Really? Is that what they're complaining about? Because for me, the scandalous thing was, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Mm. It, she said, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. Yep. Which, which means that she didn't know why she was there. That's the scandalous thing. Well, she didn't know what that, business... That, that was the bit she was doing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's... I have no idea who you people are, but I know you're important. I, it was absolutely hilarious. The fact that she swore, who could give a shit? Well... But uh, the fact that her whole comedy bit was based on the fact that it was a room full of nobodies as far as she was concerned, that mm. was hilarious and scandalous. Yeah. How dare she come here and insult our stars? Oh. Well... You know, that's where I thought the the scandal would be if it was anywhere. Are people really that outraged? I think so. I think so. I mean, I'm not suggesting that the whole show should be obscenity-laden, but, uh, I I mean, I I know that watching it is full of obscenities because you have to sit there and go, what the fuck is she wearing? (laughs) Or uh, how the fuck did that win? You know, but I I think the occasional F word in uh, in the presentation itself who cares? I see. I would have loved for, for John Wood to to get up there and uh, and say, "Get fucked." Well, yeah. When he when he won when he won the gold logie, just give it a bit of "fuck you, McManus," and uh, you know that well, I want. Fuck you, Channel Seven. Yeah, whatever. Did you eight thirty on Saturday night? You know, he, I, he I did a bit of that. Not not that language, but he did do a bit of that. Uh, did you notice though that with Joan Rivers, the first one was bleeped, and the second one and the wasn't. second one wasn't. First one was at about nine twenty nine. Yeah, and the second one was and the after second 9:30. one was nine thirty. <laughs> so apparently, all those kids went to bed halfway through Joan Rivers' bit. So uh, it's all about I, the watershed. And I thought, I thought she was hilarious. It well, was well, well, it was one of, one of the funniest bits I've seen on the logies for th- a long time. I thought she was quite funny too. But I have to say, she's a comedian and she attacks people. That's her whole thing. Yeah, that's what she does, and gives them a pop plane at the end of the night. So the fact that she, uh, the fact that she made a big joke about Tom Cruise and uh, not being there at the conception of his child, that's no big deal. The look, you know, the I can't believe she said that look from the people they cut to in the audience, like that ridiculous idiot Andrew G. and Richard Wilkins on stage turning and walking away, is in. I can't believe she said that. That's what she does. That's, that's, that's her, her whole deal. That's why she gets paid the big bucks. Josh, you went to a lot more of the comedy festival recently than I did, but I'm yes, guessing but you've heard your fair share of Tom and Kate jokes. Uh, you know what? I, I've, heard, I've heard quite a number of them. Yeah. None of, none of which made me turn around and walk away. No. But, I mean, that's, that's what comedians do. So, yeah. so why be outraged? Why just sit yeah, in the audience you know, and go, oh, I can't believe she said that. But Richard Wilkins' career depends on Tom Cruise speaking to him. And Tom Cruise is good buddies with the network owner. This is this is all true. Yeah. This is all true. But if you don't want people like that to be offended, don't get Joan Rivers on your bloody show. Yep. yep. It's just as simple as that. And how funny were uh, the two gay flight attendants? They're poofs. That's hilarious. Oh, they're poofs. They're poofs. Hilarious. Oh. 
Michael Veach and uh, Steve Vizard. Steve Vizard. They, they rekindled, rekindled. Dusted the cobwebs yes. off that old uh, But it wasn't that old funny thing. back in the 80s. No, no, and, 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 no it wasn't. And you wouldn't think that it had dated after 20 years either. It was dated when it was on. <laughs> It was great to see from those two that they haven't learned a thing from Let Loose Live. It was live, it was went too long, and it wasn't funny. No, it wasn't it, even remotely funny. That was that was terrible, and that it, it's stuff like that that I'm used to seeing at the Logies. Yep. Uh, which is why you know the Joan Rivers bit was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's why things like. Uh, Chaz from The Chaser. Lichardella, who was had a mission to get in as many shots as he possibly could over the night. And, uh, in fact, went up to accept somebody else's award at one point. Brett, you didn't watch any of it, so don't pretend that you did. <laughs> I heard Chaz talking about don't it. Don't pretend that you did. Anyway, that's all going to be on The Chaser uh, this Friday night on The Chaser's War and everything. I thought Chaz turning up in every second shot was hilarious because I don't know how he got from one end of that room to another that quickly. See, to me, that's that's... Typifies the chaser. Just kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's in the background of all the shots. Why don't you do something funny? You know what? It, it's f- don't just jump up and down. <laughs> it's, it was funny on the night. You think so? But I don't think it's going to be funny on the show on Friday. Yeah. Well, his, his thing in the background on Sunrise uh, that they showed on Chaser was funny. What was that? With he, he had, oh, when he was on the, yeah, he had the holding up the cutouts of the Today people. Yep. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was quite funny. Oh, that, back to uh, back to the Logies. Yeah, Bert's opening was great. Did you think? I thought I thought Bert's opening was great. I thought I, I thought, thought his his jokes about uh, Carl and uh, what's her name, uh, Sandra Sully. No, it's not Sandra Sully. The other one, the Today Jessica Show, Rowe. Jessica Rowe, uh, about them giggling was funny. I thought the the montage of them giggling that was all Chaser. Oh, was that all Chaser? Yeah, that, they they went they cut to the chaser. Those those bits were oh, yeah those, those bits were a, a chaser a chaser. But a little bit that they did in the middle of Bert's thing. But Bert's, what about Bert's the phone call to Eddie? That was that yeah. just went on and on and on. I did think Bert had the best gag of the night, even though it was unintentional. He made the joke about uh, if Beck Cartwright won the Gold Loki with her contractual obligations to New Idea, she'd have to accept it behind six black umbrellas. Yes. <laughs> and they cut to they cut to uh, Beck and Leighton and Leighton and Beck's smiling along and she turns to Beck and goes, I don't get it <laughs> Which I thought was I, I thought that was just brilliant. The other um, And and what about the whoring of the child? Well well this is uh this is of course the child born of ten thousand bogans mm. uh comes on for no good reason. No. There's no reason to have that child up there hmm. except to say, look at us, we've got a child. Yeah. Well, you know what? Thousands of other people do too. Mm. Thousands. Mm. <laughs> See, Thousands I, of people. <laughs> lots of people are complaining about this, but I, I, you know, I didn't think it was that much of a problem. Oh, what, why do it though? Why yeah. traipse her out? Just yeah. leave her at home. Get a nanny. It's your night out. Yeah. Go crazy. Yeah. Uh, the other gag that I thought was absolutely gold was uh, the guy from Ronnie John's. When he was nominated, what he was absolutely hysterical. He had a glass of champagne in one hand, and he had a beer in the other hand, and he was pretending that he was pissed. And this was absolutely hysterical because it was it was it showed the level of humour that Ronnie Johns has, 
and it showed every fucking idiot in that auditorium, this is what you've nominated for a Logie. This is what a sham the Logies is. And that's not even a popular vote. That's the achievement. That's the one voted by peers. <laughs> and so everybody is looking there just going, oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, 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 fantastic. Ronnie Johns, you're pretending to be drunk. That's great. Ronnie Johns versus Chris Lilly is like having a swimming race, me versus Ian Thorpe. And you're Ronnie Johns. Yeah, I'm Ronnie yeah, Johns. Yeah, so- just because a few, uh, a few mates reckon I'm a good swimmer doesn't make it so. Yeah. And that's, that's what the Logies is all about. Box Cutters Coming up on Box Cutters Are we talking about the lost experience? We don't buy them And then some I don't buy a DP And uh, Next Some more Raywatch About the miners Hello and welcome to today tonight. Yes. Soap, soap, soap and water. Oh, exactly. Soap and water. Hello and I'm Naomi Robson swearing. And the whole thing was just so tired <laughs> and predictable. Right down to who won the best dressed. Beck won best dressed again. And what's with everybody saying John Wood? Oh, it's so good he won. He played a crotchety old cop in this, and a few years ago he played a crotchety old, slightly less old judge in uh, Rafferty's Rules. <laughs> So was everyone. Oh, he's so deserved. He's a great actor. <clears throat> Bullshit. He's Meanwhile, just a fat cop. Down in Tasmania. <laughs> We've had a couple of guys uh, stuck in a mine. You might have caught that uh, if you weren't under a rock this week. Poor, uh, poor Naomi Robson. She can't take a trick, can she? No. Well, po- she flew up just for the logies, and uh, yeah, luckily, because- luckily she had her makeup truck out the front of the place, <laughs> and uh, they didn't get rescued while the logies were going on. They waited for another couple of hours. Poor princess. Mm. She had to go on air and say, "I am not a princess," <laughs> because now Naomi Robson's thing is to go on air and say all those rumors about me are untrue. Yep. Anything anybody says about me is untrue. Excuse me, I- while I leave the mine and fly back and dress up like a princess to go to the logies. That's when I'm a princess <laughs> at the logies. That's my night to be a princess. I'm no princess when I'm down the mine. When I'm down pit. When I'm getting the black lung. The uh, the the Channel <laughs> Nine versus Seven stout has been quite interesting really? throughout the week. Yeah, uh, they uh, the Channel Nine apparently last week supposedly tried to sneak a camera in with the miners in with last the rescue week, party. Well, it was lucky they didn't jam their little supply hole, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be tragic <laughs> We can't get any iPods down there There's no food getting down there Oh my god, somebody's jammed a camera in there They're going to die You'd get, That would have to outrate At least the block auction From three years ago Or whatever yeah. number if six you or seven was camera down the mine Yeah yeah. Anyway, so they mine management decided That because of that whole fiasco That only one Camera was going to be able to film them coming out of the mine. And Channel 9, of course, put up their hands saying, well, it has to be us because we're the best. Uh, but the rest, of the, uh, the rest of the networks wouldn't agree. And Channel 7 particularly, really? particularly kicked up a agree. fuss, particularly kicked up a fuss uh, saying that uh, whenever they have to pull vision with 9, 9 take their time, keep all the best vision for themselves or get it to their opposition late. Like Channel 7 don't do that with footage from a passenger on an aircraft that has had its front wheel collapse. Well, exactly. that's, that makes the decision really easy then. Channel 10 get it. 
Well, no. It ABC. Was. ABC got it. ABC got it. ABC got it. And then there was the whole... <laughs> if you kids can't behave, we're going to give it to the ABC. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the whole uh, Koshi getting in the ambulance and then putting a whole heap of money supposedly on the bar at 7 o'clock in the morning so all the miners could drink. And then Eddie came up that night and he put heaps more money on the bar so they could drink into the night. And uh, it, it will be interesting to, uh, to see what happens, which network actually ends up with the story out of this. Is- well... Well, well, Thursday night, that's tonight, that's a few hours after we're recording this mm-hmm. at 9.30. So by the time you're listening to this... I think you're talking about a different thing. It's probably gone to air. Tonight live at 9.30 on 9. This is from a press release I got at 12 o'clock. Live. Yeah, this isn't, the, this isn't the thing. The footy show? No. How can they be on the this, footy this, show? This is, they them, haven't this is the... them going on 60 Minutes or them going on... A proper show. This if, is, they're this on, is, if they're on Channel 9 no. with the footy show, Channel 9 have them? No. no. You don't reckon? It's com- no. They're, they're doing this if as they a... they don't f- talk about... They're it, doing this as a fundraiser. Eddie's decided to throw a fundraiser. He's having a fundraising concert. And Grant Webb and Dweedle Chickenpox, whatever Dweedle, his name Dweedle, is. Dweedle Zappa. Dweedle Zappa. Todd Russell. Are, are just appearing. But that's not the interview. And there is some concern that that's actually going to drive down the price of their interview. Mm-hmm. Much like uh, what's his, Doug, what's his face coming back from Iraq, doing the press conference at the airport yep. screwed up him. Yeah, the same. Even though that was a record breaker at the time. There is nothing in this press release that says it's a fundraiser. Yeah, it's nothing a fundraiser. At all. It, it is. It's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser. It and says, both, wouldn't, why wouldn't they say it's a fundraiser in the press release? And both the NRL and AFL footy shows are, are doing crosses live. to the night. Down and there. Eddie's Eddie's coming out of retirement to host to apparently to host the fundraiser. Is Eddie using up his one trick as as being CEO, coming down and trying to make everybody look at him as a celebrity and hoping that they've got stars in their eyes and and that will be enough for them to you know to do what he wants? Uh, no, no. Maybe, but the, you know, no, I mean, it's not such a good trick. It's the only trick he's got, and I don't, and I think that uh, you know, how often can you use it? Well, he can try to use it as often as he as he likes until it actually works. I don't think it's such a great trick. I don't think it's necessarily going to work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's all well and good for for Eddie to go down there and and everyone to go, oh, look, Eddie's there. But at the same time. Uh, they have to deal with bloody Shannon Knoll and Lee Harding. So, as far as I'm concerned, that's even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, interestingly, I think that uh, Todd Russell's a big fan of Koshy, and that's why he invited Koshy to get into the ambulance with him. That's why he Game gave him his tag. name tag. So, I think that'll have some bearing on the whole thing. Apparently, $3 million was announced as the amount that they were getting, but that's that's been denied. Uh, yes, a, a source overheard a phone conversation between Maguire and nine owner James Packard discussing the $3 million figure as Maguire dined at a Launceston restaurant with the current affair host Tracy Grimshaw last night. Uh, Eddie Maguire's come out and said no. Reports vary from they don't even, they haven't, they haven't got an agent signed up, mm-hmm. they haven't uh, signed any deals mm-hmm. as yet. Uh, five hundred grand was what the Sunday Edge was talking about, but apparently up to three million dollars each. Yeah, and apparently it's been dro- driven up a bit higher by uh, overseas interest. Apparently, Oprah Winfrey's been on the phone, or at least some of her representatives, and uh, Diane Sawyer from but, American Sixty Minutes. But I hear they're holding out for Tyra Banks. Oh, really? And Ellen. <laughs> 
That's uh, that's my understanding. Nine <laughs> if I could seven. get on and dance with Ellen, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> the uh, the we've got two miners here who got stuck in a in a hole, and later I'm gonna eat some chicken. <laughs> Uh, the that's what the whole Ellen show is like. It's just a, a series of non sequiturs. <laughs> oh, this chicken is delicious. Here's some poetry. Uh, yesterday on the uh, Nine MSN website, or not yesterday? Maybe it was yesterday. Anyway, sometime this week on the Nine MSN website. Let's just say randomly. Sometime between Thursday, before between Thursday, before Thursday, yep. on the Nine MSN website, there was an article uh, saying. Uh, miners, beware, too much money could actually be bad for you. It was an article targeting the miners specifically. Oh. Uh, say, uh, for a couple of experts, experts are warning mine survivors Brant Webb and Todd Russell that selling their story for millions may cause more harm than good. Uh. Well, how does it back that up? Oh, I don't know. I don't have the full article here. The point is that was on 9MSN website, so... While Channel 9 are trying to throw money at them, Channel 9 are also saying, hang on, you don't need that much money. So they're playing good cop, bad cop with themselves. Yes. <laughs> Although, as... as uh, it's a little bit of me, myself and Irene. Yeah. As Stephen Main was talking about on LO yesterday, um, it's likely that they'd probably want to spread some of the income that they get from selling the story amongst their workmate miners and uh, Larry Knight's uh, I, 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 I read that uh, everything will be going thirds between the two of them and Larry Knight's And Larry Knight. And so what, Private Kovco gets nothing. <laughs> gets absolutely nothing. You know what, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that they're not calling it, they haven't used a minor miracle a bit more in the press. It's a minor miracle. Yeah, it's it'll not minor. That, wait for the books. But we have seen lots of stuff. No, they are God minors. is great. It is a, mi- a miracle. They are minors. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get it? Are you one of those that follows the Follows the Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Hands up who wants to not buy something first. Me. Okay. I'm not putting my hand up though. Something that no uh, one could tell. Something they can on the video podcast. There is no video podcast. Is. The podcast. There's Cutter. a podcast. Boxcutters.net/vlog. No, people are going to try to do that now, and they're going to get your cropply all media. Sorry, this page doesn't exist. Page up. Just hurry up and don't buy something. <coughs> something that's been gagging to be uh, the targets of I don't buy it is uh, Car City. The late-night advertising staple. It's been around for years. It started off with a fairly straight read, ending with some weird dude that would wiggle his eyes at the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, with a bit more cash, they put some uh, proper production values into the music, at least, and uh, wrote a little jingle that finished off with Keep Your Eyes Open for a Bargain Car City, which was like a cock rock type um, produced thing but recently they've gone in this two-hander presentation a uh, young guy and girl talking about how massive the place is and how they've had to build a cafe out there because it's so huge outrageous a cafe, outrageous. cafe. they've had to build a cafe what? in ringwood <laughs> <laughs> unheard of no. can i tell you what i had it's so amazing the way they talk about it <laughs> the the old uh not the really old ones but the the car city ads just before this bunch of them where they had uh 
an animation of the guy's eyes coming out of his head yes. and twisting, and twisting around. around. What I hate about that, and it, it makes me feel uncomfortable every single time. Fine, Roger Rabbit. Fine, they come out. Optic they tw- nerve. They twist around through the optic nerve. Yes, thank you, Brett. Uh, they come out, they twist around, and they go back into his head, but they don't untwist. No, they no. don't at all. And so I've just, I, I just assume that one of them has snapped and gone back. Like it's that man, he's going to be blind. I don't buy that. I don't buy, I'm not buying coffee from the cafe either. But it is just a pity that they uh, couldn't get a couple of people who look good, could do a quick voiceover, and sing. They are the worst oh, singers. Oh, do they they've, sing the... Yeah, yeah, they've taken over. That's, that's the, the idea, the, though, isn't it, that they're meant to sing it badly? Because yeah. he does, you know, the, the air guitar thing, and well, she kind of shakes her head like, <laughs> and And, Brett, it takes two. Maybe they... Maybe they... <laughs> Maybe it's they thought they were getting back to the the humour angle, but really they never were funny. The guy wiggling his eyes weren't funny. The cartoon eyes coming out weren't funny, and singing badly isn't funny. Yeah. So what you saying? I don't buy it. What you you're saying? These two people, their career is over. <laughs> Brett has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> well, my ad's a little different. My ad has a woman in a CGI world, and this CGI world is made up of veggies and maca maca's products. Oh, she's the vice president. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> And she's As being, in McDonald's. Yeah, and yeah. she's she's Nikki running D's. she's running along Golden Arches. and she's being chased by a giant lettuce, Indiana Jones style. Ah. And she hides behind a giant drink cup and suddenly she realizes She's the smallest woman in the world. <laughs> she suddenly realizes she's trapped because there's a wall of fries in front of her and the lettuce is bearing down on her. And then a voice uh rings out saying Madam, your deli choice role is ready. And she realises she's been daydreaming. And a voiceover says, Daydreaming is a great way to kill time while you're waiting for us to make your deli choices roll. Now, there's another way add in this series, which has a guy having a shootout with a carrot. Like yeah, an Old I've, West I've shootout with that. a carrot. Now, I just quickly want to ask. Firstly, the name, Deli Choices. If you want to go... If you want a deli choice, go to a fucking deli. You don't go to a goddamn... Language warning. You don't... It was in context. No, it wasn't in context. <laughs> no, you just made that one up. Oh, no, it was in context. <laughs> uh, if, you want a, if you want a deli choice... fucking delis are called brothels now. <laughs> go to a deli. The second thing, can either of you guys tell me what they're trying to say? What they're trying to say is you're not used to waiting at McDonald's. McDonald's and- don't do fast food anymore, so you're going to have to... Sorry. Was I talking? I believe I was talking. He's not used to waiting. Yeah, clearly. He's not used to waiting either because all he does is eat McDonald's. Because people don't, you say, I'll have this sort of hamburger at McDonald's and they turn around and then they throw it at you. Whereas yeah. the, with these sandwiches, they're actually, they actually have to make them. So they're saying you will be in our store for a long time. Yeah, you're going to have to be here for longer while you're here. Why don't you have some fries? Eat them if you daydream about homicidal vegetables. Yes. Yes, which I often do. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network, and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guys' show, love all three of you. God, you're funny. Never miss a show, and sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. If you love us so much, Ed, where's our phone call? Huh? Would a call hurt you? Would it kill you to just call us every once in a while? Ah. What episode is uh, Temptation up to? 
I don't know. He's he's well past his uh, his his record. He was going to call us back. He, he said w- that he was. He was gonna he was gonna call us back, or he was gonna come in. Mm. Obviously, there have been some problems there. I'll try to get him on again. And of course, we'll we'll now have to kind of kind of shoehorn him in with our guests coming up on the program. Yeah, because we, we do have a lot of guests coming up Maybe in, in future weeks. Mention the shoehorn to him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> When we're trying to get him on, no, let's just get him on. Okay. That'd be nice. Hey, I uh, I've, I spent some time on the internet this week. Mm-hmm. Well, really? Yeah, you had you had connection. I had yes, I had internet connection. That's freaking awesome. And At what did you do long with it? Last porn. Porn. I mean, okay. no. Uh, <laughs> I had a look at. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the Lost Experience, this mm-hmm. online game that they were going to launch that exists outside of. Uh, the island, yep. but within the world of Lost. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see what all of that was about. Mm-hmm. turns out that during last Thursday's screening of Lost... Uh, at the end, possibly, if you're talking about the thing I'm thinking you're talking about. At, the, Hanzo, the ad for the Hanzo yeah, Foundation. Yeah, an ad for Hanzo Foundation with mm. a phone number to call. It was at the end of the preview. I presume it will be on for the next few weeks if you want to have a look. It's a 1-800 number. Mm-hmm. And uh, I called that 1-800 number. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, got through to the Hanzo Foundation, oh. uh, and uh, just some fantastic stuff. Hey. Really, a whole, uh, a whole uh, voice. Uh, what, what's it called? Um, voicemail. Yeah, whole voicemail system. system. Yep. Where uh, you call the Hanzo Foundation and clear it's after hours because it's always after hours because they're based in Switzerland. Uh, no, the Netherlands, somewhere like that. Where they don't have normal time. No no normal time. And uh, too far north for normal time. Yes. They don't have time that yeah. far up. Yep. Too uh, many polar bears. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah spoil the time. Yes. As the old saying How goes. What was the number? 1-800. I think, oh, off the top of my head, one eight hundred double two double seven one seven. That's off the top of my head. I don't know if that's correct. Check it and put it up on the blog. I will. Uh, and I, you have to call it a few times because... To be able to get through the clue that you're, tr- that you're going for isn't necessarily going to be there the first time you call. Plus, uh-huh. if you go through the voicemail system, you might not end up at the right place. It is a 1-800 number. So it's a free call. So if you call it from a mm-hmm. landline, it is a free call. So you mm-hmm. can really call it as many times as you want until you get what you're looking for and you know what you're going to be looking for when, when you find it. So just keep trying. Uh, I didn't find what I was looking for. I called about five or six times. And couldn't find what I knew I was looking for because I checked up on the uh, on the blogs and, uh, and and discussion boards to see what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was looking for this particular thing that led to a password. Mm-hmm. That, and you can then use that password on the HanzoFoundation.org site. Mm-hmm. Now they've redone the HanzoFoundation.org site uh, with some beautiful flash work. It's some of the best flash work I've ever seen. Uh, a really nice introduction, uh, really well filmed and, and well designed. And there's also uh, a whole page for Jupe the Baboon that uh, the Hanso Foundation have sponsored with their life extension program, mm. uh, which is all about changing genetics. And uh, you can find out a lot about the Hanso, even if you don't have the password that you need. There's a, a lot of cool stuff about the Hanso Foundation there, a lot of cool stuff about Alvo Hanso. Alva Hanzo, uh, and also some interesting stuff about Dr. Marvin Kendall. Marvin Kendall. So, some great stuff. And, Who and may or may not have a glass eye and yeah. a prosthetic arm. He's got the arm. I, I, I watched the, the highlights kind of up till now catch-up episode. Oh, yeah. And, mm. uh, yeah, it was definitely just a plastic hand hanging 
down. Speaking of which, have you seen um, MI3 and what is the big secret in that? that JJ no, I, I actually I saw MI3 last night and it was uh, I actually thought it was pretty good. It was like a two-hour long episode of Alias and being a big fan of Alias, obviously I liked it. But I didn't spot the lost clue at all. Just before we were going in, somebody mentioned to me, hello, Jamie, if you're listening. That, uh, oh, hi, Jamie. That, yeah. oh, what a freaking jeep that was. That, that he would say, and I'll be giving you a great big clue. And then it gets to the end of the show and he says, I've just made a film, go and see it, there's a big clue in that. And now we can't even see what the freaking clue is. Yeah. Well, Complete rip-off. I think, uh, I think all this stuff with Lost and Clues, yeah, it's great. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, we lap it up. But I think it's just going to be really disappointing at the end. Eh. Bad you- luck. Bad luck. It's the journey. It's not the. It's not the. It's not the destination. And this from the person oh, yeah. no, who, tell- after two or three episodes, said, oh, "I'm sick of Lost." And last year, put it in the worst shows of the year category. Don't think I don't remember that. Lost has been fantastic from start to finish. You know what? And you, you can, can you can you take can your- hop off and on the bandwagon as much as you like. Well, clearly- Joe Co. Joe Bo. <laughs> clearly, clearly, I'm loving it now. All right. At, at this moment in time, I'm loving it. And it doesn't mean that when it's not shit, I can't hate it. Like, Yeah, but it hasn't been shit. It was shit. No. The no, first three episodes no, of this no. season were shit, and you agreed no. with me at no, the time. He no, he yes, didn't. Yes, he did. No, no he didn't. didn't. Yes, he did. No, no he, he didn't. didn't. Anyway, <laughs> my point is... He, you can the, take, he was the deciding vote, you remember? You can take your he journey... Was a bit wa- it was a bit after. Okay, and he said, said, Josh, you're on you're crack. crack. You can take your journey theory... Back in time to Twin Peaks, when people found out the answer and then everyone was disappointed and then nobody watched anymore. Yeah, but I watched Twin Peaks on video, and while Twin Peaks had its peaks and troughs, it was fantastic. And the ending was the best part. Yeah, but for you and for me, in Twin Peaks, the ending was the best part. For the majority of people, the journey meant nothing to them. They wanted the end. They wanted the answer. And when they got the answer, they were disappointed. And that, I think that's, that's, that's the thing. That's to know, do with marketing. Well, we're getting very excited about all of this stuff. We're getting very excited about the HansoFoundation.org site. Very excited about uh, the Lost Experience. Next mm-hmm. week, or maybe not next week, because clearly that show is filling up fast. Where, uh, <laughs> in, in coming weeks, I want to talk about Regenesis, which is a, a Canadian show that also has a, a whole... Uh, web kind of storyline going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's great. I think that what Lost is doing is great and I'm really enjoying it mm-hmm. now at this moment in time. Yes, at the beginning of the season, I wasn't enjoying it. I thought it had lost it. At the end of last season, you I was You were annoyed that it. there was a man in the hatch and that there was a button in the hatch. Uh, no, I don't think I was annoyed that there was a button oh. in the hatch. I was annoyed that there was a man in the hatch. Go back and listen to that. I will. I'll go back and listen. We were talking about what's in the hatch and you said, oh, another... St- Stupid thing. Well, it was another stupid thing. It was another. It was another stupid contrivance. It's come good. I'm allowed to change my mind. I'm not Debbie Anchor. I'm allowed to change my mind about things. Yes, I thought every episode of 24 since episode eight of season one was terrible, but now season five, quite entertaining. They're different seasons. It's a different bomb. <laughs> After episode 8 of 24, I just went, that's it. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And it was. It was terrible mm-hmm. after episode 8. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't come good until now. I'm allowed to change my mind, Ross McQueen. It's the, it's the crack talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of which, I better get me some. That pretty much brings us to the end. 
so uh, box cutters. So with the free call number, if you can uh, post the link to the hands. I will. It's one eight hundred double two. Anything else you've got? But but you also said just quickly. You also said you didn't think that the uh, that the game went far enough. That they had enough stuff. Uh, yeah. On oh, the sorry, game. I forgot I was talking about the game. Yeah, it, it, it has only just started. It, yeah, and that, presumably and there that's is what I forgot when I was to go. That's what I forgot when I was going through it because I I just got so hooked into it that I wanted to keep going. It's a it's a really well produced uh, bit of uh, investigation that that you go through, and, and you've got to find codes for this and codes for that, and you find out little secrets along the way. Uh, and, and for, for non technical. People like me. I mean, I'd be lost. I'd ring the number the first time, wouldn't get what I was after, and that'd be the end. I'd say, well, that wasn't much fun. I haven't had a look at uh, at the Lost game, but I was involved with the AI game before that film came out. Yes, that's right. Which oh, okay. was massive online. Um, <clears throat> a lot of that was about creating communities of, of people that were trying to figure it all out, and you actually had to collaborate to be able to get through the different parts of the game and, and find the clues on the different sites and uh, that sort okay. of stuff. Do you think it's going to be like that? I think Lost? Well, I think it is. Well, it's, it's already been it like be that. Individual I mean, Lost, Lost already has that fan base and I think it's kind of gone the other way. I think they're responding to the fact that there are all these people who just log constantly just all these theories and comments on the internet and I think they're kind of pandering to that market that's already there. Yeah, there, there were people on these on these sites that have already read Bad Twin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and we're already analyzing it. Mm. I think I think what Lost is doing at the moment with the whole Lost community thing is great. I think the whole uh, reality versus fiction thing that they're doing now with releasing Bad Twin with the idea that you can go and and have a look at the the website for the the Hanso Foundation and it all looks real. Mm-hmm. It looks like a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh and then if you've got the passwords and, and whatever you need, you can get through to some really creepy... Uh, and that's the other thing as well. It's, it's, I was doing this with the lights off in my house, just me and the computer screen. A lot of it's really scary. Mm. Uh, there's some great stuff in it. So, yes, I'm saying I'm loving it now, Ross. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. But mm-hmm. still, I need to go and get some crack. So that brings us to the end. But when you find out they're all dead and they have to escape back through the prison and the boat comes and all that, you'll be sick of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if they're all dead, well, just piss off. We've all read Lion and the Witch in the Wardrobe and <laughs> watched Dallas. They weren't all dead in Dallas. Who shot JR? <laughs> you can't just start bringing up dead Simpsons. people. You can't. <laughs> it was just, all a dream. Just, uh, just quickly, a public service announcement. We're recording this on Thursday night. In at it's about quarter past seven at the moment. In a couple of hours, the first episode of Hello Goodbye premieres. I urge people not to watch it. It looks pathetic. This is a crock of shit. If you watch it. We're going to get more shows like Border Security and Hello Goodbye and it's a television crew at the airport. It's not a TV show. Eddie Maguire can get fucked and they cannot show it. Something I didn't... That was context. Come on. That was context. Something I didn't think was newsworthy, but uh, just that you bring that up, they've actually sold Border Security overseas. Oh, okay. Yep. Yes. Uh, personally, between now and uh, next Thursday, I'm going to be at the airport, departures and arrivals lounge. I'm going to be watching people arrive Sydney. and depart. Oh, you don't want to be on the show? No, no, no. I'm just going to 
go and live the show for myself nice. <laughs> and uh, and watch it myself. Oh, I'm going to go join the Hanto Foundation. Next. This has been episode 34. <laughs> My name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley or Brabo. Thanks, Jobo. Thanks, Robo. <laughs> Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Namaste. Namaste.